A Good Omens multi-voice podfic, written by Apple Seeds and voiced by Josie X. Nico as Lump, Literarian as Crowley, Sky Asimaru as Aziraphale, Tipsy Kitty as the Anesthetist, and Jup as Narrator. Summary in hospital, awaiting heart surgery, Aziraphale feels like he's going crazy when his heart starts talking to him, trying to persuade him to engage in some rather inappropriate intimate activities with incredibly hot nurse Crowley. Good. You're awake. You really need to talk. Aziraphale's eyes widened, and he glanced quickly from side to side, trying to locate the source of the voice, but there was no one there, just the unsettling beep of the equipment in the otherwise silent and deserted cardiology ward. Down here. Aziraphale furrowed his brow. There was no one in the ward with him. Where was the voice coming from? Was this, after years of solitude, had his internal monologue finally upgraded to Full-on dialogue? That couldn't be good. Oh, Jesus Christ, what do you like? Down here in your chest. Ah, hello. Uh, terribly sorry to ask. I don't mean to be rude, but uh, who are you? I'm your heart, you idiot. My name's Lump, and I really need to talk to you. We might not have much time. The voice continued with a distinctly Welsh accent, for no discernible reason. Aziraphale had many questions he wanted to ask. Was he crazy? Wouldn't his heart just know everything that he knew anyway, given that it was a part of him, rendering a conversation rather superfluous? What could his heart possibly want to talk to him about anyway. Given that the answer to the first question was almost certainly yes, he was crazy, and the answer to the second was evidently no, his heart didn't know everything, or it wouldn't be talking to him, Xerophil opted to ask the third. What do you want to talk to me about? Someone needs to give you a right kick up the backside, they do. Metaphorically, I assume, if you're referring to yourself. You're pretty smug for someone who just had a fucking heart attack. It wasn't that serious. You could have died. Well, yes, perhaps, but I didn't die. But you could have, and you will one day. Yes, of course I will. I must say, I'd be more concerned to be the first of around 60 billion human beings to have ever lived who wasn't going to die. Oh, aren't you a smarty-pants, you pretentious cocky git? Which brings me on to what I actually need to talk to you about. And what would that be? Cock. Pants. You know, getting some cock into your pants. Oh, I beg your pardon? You heard me. I was wrong before. It's not a kick up the backside you need. You're gayer than a tree full of monkeys on nitrous oxide, and you've never even touched another man's... Well, now, I really don't think that this is an appropriate topic of conversation. It is with me. I'm your heart, remember? Not being funny, but I'm the one doing all the work while you're busy wanking in the shower every morning. I work hard, I do. Already dealing with keeping you upright in the heat, and then you go and do that. The least you could do is lie down. I didn't realise it bothered you. Me pounding on your sternum like I'm trying to get the fuck out of here isn't enough, is it? Will, I'll certainly keep that in mind in future. It's not me who should be doing all the pounding and banging, you know. Really, now, if you're quite finished... Look, what it is, right? You really need a shag. Aziraphale stared down at his chest incredulously. This whole situation was ridiculous. He idly wondered what drugs he'd been given when he'd been admitted to the hospital. 
Will, I'm hardly in a position to do that now, am I? You spent all these years on your own in that fucking bookshop. Your body's been crying out for some physical contact and you've just ignored it. What's the point of being surrounded by bookshelves if there's no one to slam you up against them and fuck you senseless? I've had enough, I have. I'm not letting you wait any more. Will, I'm afraid I'm a little busy at the moment, what with my heart surgery coming up. Which could kill you. The doctor said that's very unlikely. But it could happen. You need to seize the moment now. You know I'm right. Even if I wanted to be intimate with someone, that isn't going to happen here in this hospital. If you really insist that we talk about this, then I suggest we do so after I've recovered from the surgery. Sorry, no can do. I'm not letting you put it off any more, but this is happening now. Aziraphale huffed out a long breath. He had to know. He had to ask. <sighs> Excuse me. I hope you don't mind my asking. But why are you Welsh? The fact you would even ask me that just shows how messed up your priorities are. It's just... Uh, well, I'm not Welsh, so why would my heart be Welsh? Or are you just pretending to be Welsh? Pretending to be Welsh? Do you even speak Welsh? Not all Welsh people speak Welsh. Will, do you? A bit. Go on, then. Fine, fine. Broga, Tibach, Yacheda. It seems rather obvious that you just made that all up. How would you have even come to learn Welsh anyway? Might have something to do with all those hours you've spent watching Esperger X. I have no idea what you're talking about. Welsh language, television, ghastly thing. Only a demon could have invented it. I'm your fucking heart, Aziraphale. You can't keep anything from me. The BBC don't show all the rugby, do they? And you enjoy watching those men run around in those tidy little shorts, huh? Climbing on top of each other and everything. You don't even understand the rules. Too busy wishing you were in that scrum with them. That really is none of your business. It is my fucking business, and I'm telling you, we're getting you a shag before you get out of here. I've told you, that isn't going to happen. I really don't think there is any point in discussing it further. Oh! The door to the ward opened, and Aziraphale jumped. Started, and a little concerned, he might have been caught talking to his own heart. Not that that would be any stranger than talking to someone else's. He glanced up towards the door, and time seemed to slow down as the most unbearably handsome man he had ever seen in his entire life stepped into the ward. The beeping of the monitor attached to him quickened, mirroring the frantic beating of his heart. Oh, he's lush, he is. Aziraphale wanted to ask. What is that? Some kind of shop? But he held his tongue, not wanting to be caught talking to himself in front of the stunningly attractive nurse. A tall, slender redhead, about his own age, he would have guessed, wearing scrubs that tightly hugged his body. The nurse looked over at Aziraphale and smiled, Sauntering towards his bed. Hey, you're awake. Awake and ready to get down to business. Oh, good. Ah, uh, hello. Aziraphale watched as the nurse pressed a few buttons on the monitor attached to him, his eyes drawn to his long, delicate fingers. Oh, yes, we definitely need to get well acquainted with those. How are you feeling? Like I've gone insane. I'm very well, thank you. How are you? <laughs> Haha, 
You just had a heart attack. It's okay to admit it if you're not feeling great. You don't need to be polite. That's good, because I can think of all sorts of impolite things we could get up to with him. And I'm good. Thanks for asking. The nurse continued, oblivious to the interruption. All the better for seeing you awake. But don't you worry about me. I'm here to take care of you, all right? Oh, yes, please, Mr. Hotness. We definitely need you to take care of us. Aziraphale managed a small smile. So, how are you really feeling? The nurse asked softly, gently squeezing Aziraphale's shoulder. Aziraphale's stomach swooped. Oh, yeah, that's it. See? What did I tell you? You're in there already, you are. Seriously? Why is my heart Welsh? What part of Wales is it even supposed to be from? I have never, ever heard a Welsh person who sounds like this. I'm all right. A little tired, I suppose. That's normal. Just don't overexert yourself. See? I told you. Aziraphale thought. He certainly wouldn't be getting up to any amorous activities whilst waiting for heart surgery. What a ridiculous concept! The nurse retracted his hand. I'll try. It's good to get out of bed every once in a while, though. Stretch your legs. Want to try while I'm here? I can catch you if you start feeling a bit lightheaded. Oh, yes. That's a great idea. Fall and let him catch you, then he can carry you back to bed, lay you down and fuck your brains out. I've had a word and they're well up for it. You'd better say yes, or I'm packing in right now. Aziraphale was fairly sure he only had one brain. Not brains, but surely his heart would know better about such things, given that it was actually inside his body. Although, if he wasn't his brain, or brains, then what was he? Aziraphale sighed. This was hardly the time for an existential crisis. Yes, all right. Thank you. The nurse gave him a beaming smile, and Aziraphale glared down at his heart, urging it to be quiet. I'm Crowley, by the way. Oh, it's very nice to meet you, Crowley. I'm Aziraphale. Yeah, I know. Crowley nodded towards the sign with Aziraphale's name on it beside the bed. Ah, yes. Right, of course. Here, let me help you. Right, here we go. Don't you dare fuck this up for us. Aziraphale let out a self-conscious, breathless laugh and settled his hand into Crowley's. Crowley wrapped his fingers around Aziraphale's hand and squeezed. Oh yeah, that's it. Just need him to wrap those long fingers around something else now, don't we? Aziraphale cleared his throat and swung his legs around, planting his feet on the floor. Okay, I get it, I get it. You're playing hard to get. Fair dues. We don't have much time, mind. Aziraphale squeezed his eyes closed, his heart's clearly fake Welsh accent really starting to get on his nerves. Are you all right? Uh, yes, fine. Sorry. Aziraphale took a deep breath and clutched Crowley's hand a little tighter as he got up from the bed. Crowley smiled, stepping a little closer to Aziraphale and resting his hand gently on his arm. They were standing so close that Aziraphale could smell his cologne, and he suddenly became very aware of the fact he was wearing nothing but a hospital gown. Aziraphale took a couple of steps, wobbling slightly, adjusting his footing such that he was even closer to Crowley. Oh, that's it. Lean in a bit more. Why don't you wrap your arms around him? Give him a little cut. You are not Welsh! 
Aziraphale blurted out, unable to contain his exasperation. Uh, no. Born and raised in London, I'm afraid. Are you all right? Oh, good lord! Good, you've got him talking about himself. That's step one. Now just tell him you'd really like to get your hands under those sexy scrubs. Oh, God, I can't cope with this. Hey, it's all right. Crowley gently squeezed his arm, the heart monitor treacherously displaying his accelerated pulse. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Keep going, Cariad, a little lower. <coughs> Zerophil coughed, trying to drown out the sound of his ridiculous Welsh heart. After a few more steps, he started to feel a little dizzy, and Zerophil reached out a hand to steady himself. Crowley caught him, both hands settling on his waist. Zerophil felt like he was on fire. Yes, that's it, perfect. Now you just need to thrust up against him. I... I think I'd like to, uh, stop now. Crowley's hands flexed on his waist, and it was actually rather a relief that the hospital gown Aziraphale was wearing was so loose. He hunched forward a bit to ensure it didn't cling to him in an inopportune manner. All right, let's get you back into bed. Oh, yes, please. Ask him to tuck you in. Or even better, I know. Ask him if he's got something he'd like to tuck into you. That doesn't make any sense. You sure you're all right? Uh, yes, perfectly. Absolutely tickety-boo. Tickety-boo? Ugh, total fucking disaster. Aziraphale could feel his cheeks burning. Sorry, I suppose I'm a little uh, old-fashioned. Don't be sorry, I like it. Crowley winked at him, and Aziraphale's internal organs felt like they were rearranging themselves. With the exception of Lump, that is, which kept fiercely beating away against his sternum. Oh, you beautiful idiot. You might actually do this. Oh! Good lord! Aziraphale had spent much of his time from then on wondering whether he'd gone completely insane. It wasn't exactly ideal, if he had, but he had to admit his heart had made some pretty good points about Nurse Crowley. Crowley was so attentive and had thoroughly taken his mind off the heart attack and his forthcoming surgery. He really was rather lovely. Crowley regularly came onto the ward to check in on Aziraphale, and despite the rather distracting input from Lom, Aziraphale couldn't help but look forward to seeing him. He'd started to get a feel for Crowley's schedule now, so he had a chance to mentally prepare for his visits. He'd managed to resist all of his heart's attempts to get him to be more forward with Crowley, or, more accurately, to do anything to demonstrate his interest. But Aziraphale had to admit he was extraordinarily tempted. Okay, listen. Crowley's going to come in now in a minute. I'm sorry, what? That makes no sense. Oh, fuck off, I've told you I'm Welsh. And I have told you, you cannot possibly be Welsh. And you're focusing on the wrong thing again. You need to get on with it, we're running out of time. You want to get some cock or not? Oh, good lord, this cannot be happening. Aziraphale grumbled, scrubbing his hand across his face. Okay, shush, uh, be quiet, he's coming. Yeah, he is, and you could be too if you just let him suck. Ah, hello, Crowley. Aziraphale greeted the nurse brightly as soon as the door opened, 
not particularly wanting to discover where his heart was going to go with that. Hey, Aziraphale, you seem cheerful today. Come on, please, do something. I will, uh, I suppose. I'm just happy to see you. Yeah? Crowley asked brightly, a lopsided grin on his face. You've really helped me to feel better about everything. I'm very grateful. Oh, hey, look at you. That's it, keep going. Oh, aren't you sweet? Do you need anything? Yes, please, I need your cock in my... Ah, uh, no, uh, no, thank you. I mean, uh, I don't think so. You sure? Did you finish that book you were reading? Oh, uh, yes, actually, I did. Want me to find you something else to read? I think we've got a pile of old magazines around here somewhere that I could give you. Hell yeah, give it to me, Crowley. Give it to me. Oh, uh, yes, that would be wonderful. Thank you. Crowley winked at him, and Lumps started working harder. Crowley's hips swayed enticingly as he crossed the room, and then... Oh, good lord! He bent over, retrieving a small stack of magazines from the lowest shelf of the cabinet. Now Aziraphale had the beginnings of a different kind of lump to deal with. He adjusted the sheet that was covering him to make sure it wasn't clinging to him too tightly. You shouldn't hide from him. He did ask if there was anything you needed him to do for you. He did not say that! Aziraphale hissed before Crowley got too close. It was hopeless anyway. He almost certainly thought Aziraphale was insane, which, in fairness... These hospital gowns open in the back for a reason, you know. Here you go. Hope you like steam trains, photography and, um, well, healthy men, I guess. Crowley said a little bashfully as he handed over the pile of magazines with men's health on the top. Aziraphale's eyes were confronted with a smug-looking, outrageously muscular, shirtless man on the cover. <laughs> He's, um, not really my type. Nah, mine neither. Wouldn't be much fun cuddling up to that, eh? <laughs> no, not really. I much prefer someone I can properly snuggle with. Someone more like you, to be honest. Oh my god, this is actually happening. I'm so sorry. I should never have doubted you. Look, he's given you a way in. You just have to give him one now, if you catch my drift. <laughs> Thank you. That's very kind of you to say. Crowley smiled, and Aziraphale's chest felt all warm and fuzzy. Come on, you can do better than that. Anything else I can get for you? Uh, uh, no, thank you. You've been very kind. You sure? <laughs> Not unless you can sneak in some crepes. I don't know that I can face another one of those little um, fruit cups. <laughs> yeah, dessert options are pretty limited on the cardiology ward, I'm afraid. We need to look after that heart of yours. Oh, it doesn't deserve looking after. It's a complete nightmare. Oi, cheeky bastard. We'll get you sorted, don't worry. You sure there's nothing else I can do? Aziraphale smiled dreamily at him and hoped it wasn't too obvious. Crowley really was very lovely. You know he keeps asking because he wants to be in here with you, don't you? Not being funny, but it's no wonder you've never seen another man's thirsty fatter. I'm sorry, what? Um, I just... I asked if there was anything else I could do for you. It's a Welsh euphemism for... Oh, God, please stop! I'm sorry, I didn't mean to make you uncomfortable. Want me to leave you alone? 
If the fat in Welsh is really bothering you that much, forget the thirsty ferret. Let's talk about the old pork sword, purple parsnip, crane and cyclops. Whatever you wish to call it, you need to tell Crowley that you want it. Uh, that isn't what I want. Yes, it is. You need to stop lying to yourself. You want me to stay? Oh, God. I can't do this. Aziraphale inhaled deeply and forced a small smile. Uh, yes, I'd like that. I really enjoy your company. I just feel uh, guilty about keeping you from your other patients. I have time, Crowley said softly, sitting on the edge of the bed. Trust me, you're all I'm thinking about right now. And all I'm thinking about is getting you out of those scrubs. Go on, say it. Thank you. You really are very kind. Nah, I'm not kind. Skiving off, aren't I? Shirking my duties. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't want to keep you from other things you need to be doing. I'm joking. It's fine. I promise. The only thing that needs to be doing right now is your butt. Lump offered unhelpfully. Aziraphale tried his very best to pluck it out, focusing his attention instead on lovely Nurse Crowley. Today's the day, right? Surgery's tomorrow, so time's up, I'm afraid. When he comes in here, you're just going to have to say it. Crowley, I want you to fuck me senseless right here on this bed. You got that, yeah? I'm not saying that. Right, how about this? Crowley, I want to rip those scrubs right off you and shove your cock so far down my throat that... All right, that's enough. We are not having this conversation. Not another word. Look, we've been through this. You need a fucking shag, you do. And this might be your last chance. This whole thing is ridiculous. You are ridiculous. And honestly, I'm shocked that any part of me could speak in such a... an uncouth manner. Uncouth? Look who's talking. I know all about those Doctor Who fantasies I do. Could you please just stop pretending to be Welsh for five minutes? Or better yet, just stop talking altogether. As you've just pointed out, I'm having surgery tomorrow, and I rather think I would benefit from not being subjected to this kind of stress. A good shag would be a great way to relieve that stress, mind. Oh, please stop. Please just leave me alone. I can't exactly go anywhere, can I? Look, what it is, they're always saying you should listen to your heart, right? And you never do. That's why I needed to take a more direct approach. And that's what you need to do with Crowley. You need to tell him you want him. Ugh, even if I wanted to, I couldn't. It would be thoroughly inappropriate. All right, say that then. Crowley, I want you to be thoroughly inappropriate with me. Very thoroughly. Please, no. You're right that I find him very attractive, and that in an ideal world, something would happen between us. But I'd hope for something more romantic. I want to get to know him. Oh, I know you want to get to know him, biblically. Oh, good lord. The ward door swung open. The way Crowley smiled at Aziraphale as he sauntered over to his bed sent a thrill shiver up his spine. Good morning. How's my favourite patient? Horny. Fine, thank you. Glad to hear it. Let me just do this. Crowley said, waving a file in the air. And then I'll see to you, okay? Oh yes, please see to me. Aziraphale nodded, and Crowley sat down at a small desk in the corner of the ward. He doesn't normally bring work to do in here. He obviously wants to spend more time with you. It's just quiet in here. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. 
This won't take long, and then I'll keep you company. Aziraphale watched as Crowley wrote notes in the file, his eyes intently trained on Crowley's hand moving across the page, visualizing that hand gliding tenderly across his body instead. After a while, Crowley flipped the file shut and came to sit on the edge of Aziraphale's bed. Did you sleep well last night? Ah, uh, well, what am I supposed to say? That I struggled to get to sleep because my concupiscent heart wouldn't stop talking to me? I guess you're feeling a bit nervous about the surgery, aren't you? Telling you were dreaming about him all night, dreaming about having his cock down your throat. That's what you're thinking about right now, isn't it? Uh, yes, I uh, suppose I am. Want to talk for a bit? Take your mind off it? There's something more effective than talking that he'll be doing to take your mind off it, you know. You just need to ask him. That would be lovely. Thank you. Okay, right. What shall we talk about? Crowley asked rhetorically, shuffling a bit closer on the bed so that his hip was pressing into Xerophil's car. Um... What do you do for a living? I run a bookshop. Oh, that's nice. Whereabouts? In Soho. Have you got someone looking after it for you while you recover from your surgery? Uh, yes. I don't need to worry about that, fortunately. I just hope she doesn't sell uh, too many books in my absence. <laughs> Oi! You're supposed to be holding back some of the crazy. Lump objected, as if his heart itself wasn't responsible for most of the reasons Crowley had to already believe Aziraphale to be completely insane. Yeah, that would be... terrible. Quite right. <laughs> Crowley laughed and rested his hand on Aziraphale's knee, squeezing gently through the fine material of the crisp white sheet. Oh, interesting. Maybe he likes crazy. Well, now, that could really work in your favour. Tell him that feels good. Tell him. Tell him. Tell him it feels amazing. Tell him to go higher, higher, higher. Aziraphale winced. Sorry. Crowley whispered, retracting his hand. No. No, please, that was... Uh... Aziraphale swallowed and released a shaky breath. That was really nice. Thank you. I hope that's all right. Of course it is. Crowley murmured softly, returning his hand to Aziraphale's knee, slightly higher this time. Oh yes, we're getting to the good stuff now. Thank you. I really am very grateful. I don't feel so alone, thanks to you. I'm happy to help. I'm here for whatever you need. Oh, I know what you should say. Well, since you've given me such a lovely opening there, let me give you an opening, if you get my meaning. Because what I really need you to do for me, Crowley, is flip me over and... That's uh, very kind of you. Aziraphale managed politely, desperately trying to block out lungs. Thank you for keeping me company. My pleasure. I'd love to get to know you better. Tell him that's what you want too. Tell him that you want him to get intimately acquainted with you. I'd like that too. Crowley smiled and stroked his hand back and forth over Aziraphale's thigh, just above his knee. Aziraphale's breath caught, and the number displayed on the heart monitor next to him shot up. Crowley glanced up at it. So, you run a bookshop, okay. Let's see, what else? Got any pets? No. Have you? Yeah, I've got a cute little dog. A cockapoo. Very nice. That's not the kind of cock we're interested in. Oh, how lovely. Yeah, she's really sweet. 
I've been thinking about getting a snake as well. I've got a snake you can play with. It doesn't come out much, but it's very friendly. Oh, really? Yeah, might be nice to have something that wants to wrap itself around me. Oh, come on, he's spoon-feeding you at this point. You do know he's flirting with you, right? This really isn't that difficult, but tell him you'd happily wrap yourself around him or at least wrap your hand around his cock. Yes, I, uh, I can see that. Uh, Crowley, may I ask you something? Oh my god, are you actually going to do it? Yes, go on, boy. The medication I've been given, uh, what are the side effects? Oi, I'm not a side effect, you cheeky bastard. I'm trying to help, I am. Is something wrong? Oh, uh, possibly. I feel like I'm going crazy. Crazy for you, you sexy spindly beast. I think that's generally just a side effect of being in this place, but I'll ask the doctor to come and see you for a chat as soon as she can, okay? Thank you. You're really going to tell the doctor about me? Really? You treacherous little shit. Want to go for a little walk around the ward? Stretch your legs? Yeah, if you'll hold on to me. Will you hold on to me? Of course I will. Crowley helped Zeraphil out of bed, steadying him with his hands on his shoulders, his gaze trailing down the length of Zeraphil's body. He's checking you out, dears. Oh, a naughty nurse. Just like how we like it. Aziraphale felt his cheeks heating, although he was aware that Crowley was just making sure he was steady on his feet. Obviously. Crowley wrapped his arm around Aziraphale's waist as he took tentative steps around the ward, determined to keep going until he'd completed the full circle. If he could punish Lung for the torture it had put him through by making it work harder, then all the better. Maybe it would shut it up for a while. Having Crowley pressed up close to his side, his hand gently squeezing his waist, rendered Aziraphale a little breathless, but at least he had a good excuse and could get away with his ragged breathing without arousing suspicion. You're doing so well, Aziraphale. There's all sorts of things I could do well for you if you'd let me. Thank you. Aziraphale leaned a little more of his weight against Crowley, delighted that he didn't seem to mind. If this was it, if he didn't survive the surgery, at least he would have had this, this wonderful feeling of closeness and being cared for. True, he wanted more of it, but he was grateful for it all the same. Yes, Crowley really was very, very lovely. Being all alone on a cardiology ward with only a talking heart for company and occasional visits by an outrageously attractive nurse to look forward to posed a couple of problems for Aziraphale. Firstly, it was monumentally boring. Secondly, both aforementioned hot nurse and aforementioned talking heart were conspiring to make Aziraphale very horny. He decided to deal with his problems by killing two birds with one stone. Something to occupy him for a short while that would also temporarily assuage the horniness. He lifted his hospital gown beneath the sheet, pulling it up that it bunched around his waist. He wrapped his hand around the base of his cock and sighed. You wouldn't need to do this yourself if you'd asked Crowley to help you out. Shh! I'm trying to concentrate. Don't pretend you're trying to concentrate on anything other than Crowley. 
I'm not trying to pretend anything. I just don't want you talking to me while I'm doing this. Fine, but you know I'm right, and we'll talk about this later. Aziraphale closed his eyes and pictured Crowley in those sinfully tight scrubs, sitting on the edge of his bed, resting his hand on his knee, just like before. He imagined Crowley leaning over him, whispering in his ear the things he'd said earlier. I'd love to get to know you better. Is there anything I can do for you? Just let me do this, and then I'll see to you. In Aziraphale's mind, Crowley's hand gradually moved a little higher, gently massaging his thigh, and Aziraphale's cock began to harden in his grasp. Aziraphale, tell me what you need. What can I do for you? How can I help you feel better? Oh, you can do anything. Do anything you want with me. All right, sweetheart. Roll over for me. Let me examine you. Aziraphale rolled over, his breath catching as he heard the squeak of a latex glove being pulled over Crowley's hand, snapping securely around his wrist. The sheet was pulled back, cool air gusting over him, skilled fingers unfastening the ties on the back of his gown, carefully moving the fabric to each side to expose him. In the scenario Aziraphale was conjuring in his mind, Crowley's hands were everywhere, performing a very thorough examination indeed, although Aziraphale fast-forwarded a bit, getting to what Lump would undoubtedly have described as the good bit. Crowley's gloved, lubricated finger penetrating him. Aziraphale quickened the movement of his hand, and it was no wonder Lump kept quiet. It probably had less to do with its agreement to do so, and more to do with how hard Aziraphale was making it work. Crowley, yes, more. Please give me more. Soon, I want you on your hands and knees. My gown will fall off. I'm counting on it. Aziraphale lifted himself up onto all fours, the gown slipping off his shoulders and falling onto the bed, the arms of it bunched around his wrists. Crowley reached around him, taking him in hand. Lump was working very hard now. Aziraphale squeezed his eyes closed, concentrating on maintaining the clear image he had constructed in his mind. His eyes then flashed open, and he sucked in a startled breath as he heard the door to the ward swing open. The lights were low, but Aziraphale turned towards the door anyway, and could just about make out the shape of Crowley, illuminated slightly by the light from the corridor. Aziraphale, are you awake? Aziraphale's eyes widened, and he hurriedly moved his hand away, quietly readjusting his gown to cover himself up, just in case. Yes, he whispered, making every attempt to subtly bring his breathing back under control. There was an alert triggered by your heart monitor. Oh, God! Oh, no! Since she finished, well, you know, I assume you won't mind me having my say again, will you? Oh, no, no, no! So hurry up and time to get over here and help you out, give you a hand, you know? Can I switch on the lights? Uh, no! Please don't. Are you feeling all right? Yes, absolutely. Tip-top. Thank you for uh, checking on me. 
Your heart rate went up to 130 BPM. It shouldn't be anywhere near that high while you're resting. Ooh. Aziraphale, were you doing anything that might have caused your pulse to accelerate? I... Uh... Yes, but if you're worried, maybe I could just carry on under your close supervision. Aziraphale swallowed and ran a deep breath discreetly adjusting the sheet as Crowley advanced into the room. If you don't know what caused your pulse to climb that high, then I'll need to get the doctor in here. No, no, it's okay. I'm fine. You don't need to do that. So you do know why that happened? Yes, I'm fine. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to worry you. Crowley advanced further onto the ward and came to sit on the side of Aziraphale's bed again. Aziraphale grimaced. Look, um, I'd be remiss if I didn't say this. I know you've been having trouble sleeping and that there are certain things that can sometimes help in that situation that you might be tempted to try, but it's probably best for you not to put too much strain on your heart right now, okay? Tell him I'm fine. We just need him to take over so he can keep a close eye on the situation. Or, if he's really worried, you could just offer to do something to get his heart racing a bit. Yes, I understand. Thank you. You wouldn't even need to move. Just lie there with your mouth open and let him fuck your face. Okay, I'll leave you to it then. To sleep. I'll let you get some sleep. Unless there's anything else you want before I go. The only thing I want is you. But what about you, Crowley? Is there anything I can do for you? I'm fine. Thank you. All right. Sweet dreams. I'll see you in the morning. And I'll be seeing you in those sweet dreams I'll be having. When Crowley closed the door behind him, the ward was once again plunged into near darkness. Aziraphale grimaced, the sinking weight of embarrassment settling in his chest, and that wasn't even the only ache he had to endure. Crowley could at least have waited another minute or so before interrupting him. Fuck. Not if you carry on like this. Oh, be quiet. Should have asked him to join you. Uh, shush. I'm going to sleep. I need to rest. I'm having surgery tomorrow. Fair dues. You threw away brilliant opportunity there, but I guess it's too late now. Well then, Norstar, I'll be having another word with you in the morning, mind. Aziraphale didn't respond. He drew in a deep breath and rolled onto his side, passing away from the door, desperately willing himself to sleep. Aziraphale wasn't allowed to eat anything before his operation, so he was feeling not only terrified, but also very hungry. Crowley came to sit with him for a little while, but Aziraphale struggled to focus on their conversation, Lump pounding away in his chest in response to the adrenaline flooding his bloodstream. Crowley held Aziraphale's hand the whole time, tenderly soothing his thumb across his knuckles. When he had to leave, Aziraphale bravely squeezed Crowley's hand and gave him a grateful smile. Thank you for helping me to take my mind off it. My pleasure. I always enjoy spending time with you. I told you, you're my favorite patient. Now, try not to worry, okay? The surgeon performing your operation is amazing, and it's all going to be over soon. Take care, Aziraphale. Aziraphale watched Crowley leave, his treacherous eyes drifting down to Crowley's arse. You could have had that. 
No, I couldn't. Stop it now. Let me panic in peace. When someone finally came to take his Yorfield down to the operating theatre, he stared up at the ceiling as they wheeled his bed along the corridor, his stomach tight into knots. As soon as he caught sight of the sign above the operating theatre door, a wave of panic crashed over him. Lung was right. These might be the last moments of his life, and he'd squandered so many opportunities, allowed fear to hold him back far too many times. Lung's more amorous suggestions had been ridiculous, of course, but Crowley was sweet and caring, had made him laugh even when he felt awful, and he'd said such lovely things to him. But Aziraphale hadn't done anywhere near enough to show Crowley how grateful he was. Sometimes the way Crowley had looked at him had made Aziraphale wonder if they'd met somewhere else. Could there maybe have been something between them? He should have told Crowley how much he liked him while he had the chance. Crowley... I need to speak to Crowley. Where is he? Crowley? The man at the head of his bed asked, his brow furrowing. You mean the nurse? I don't know. Why? I need to speak to him. I need to tell him something. Please, it's important. You need to calm down. Just take a deep breath. Crowley! Go and fetch Anthony Crowley, will you? Maybe he can get him to calm down. One of the other people who had been accompanying him down to the theatre disappeared down the corridor, returning a few minutes later with Crowley and Tao. Crowley, I need to talk to you about something. Aziraphale, they need to get you into surgery now. The anesthetist is waiting. I know, but there's something I really need to tell you. I'll come and see you when you're awake, and we can talk once you're feeling well enough, okay? But what if I... Aziraphale, you're going to be fine. It's okay. Crowley tenderly counted his fingers through his hair, and despite how tremulous and agitated he felt, he melted into the bed in response to her caring touch. Tell him it feels good. At least tell him that. I'm begging you. That feels really nice. Oh, thank the Lord. If we get through this, we need to have another conversation we do about your annoying tendency of leaving everything to the last fucking minute. Good. You just relax now, okay? The doctors are going to take good care of you. Everything's going to be fine. I'll see you as soon as I can, and we can talk as much as you like. All right. Thank you again. Thank you for everything. I really am very grateful. I can't tell you how much. Crowley smiled at him so sweetly then that all his Yuafir could think about was kissing him. He couldn't actually do that, of course particularly not surrounded by increasingly impatient medical professionals waiting to get him into surgery. Even Lump didn't attempt to convince him otherwise. You're very welcome. I'll see you soon. Crowley swept his hand one last time through Aziraphale's hair, and then he was gone, the panic rising in Aziraphale's chest again as his bed was wheeled into the operating theatre. He inhaled deeply and squeezed his eyes closed. You did well there. No regrets, sir. Poor Block Harriet. Good luck to you too, my dear. Aziraphale whispered as the anaesthetist hovered over him. See you on the other side. Maybe it had been the drugs he'd been on before the operation, because once he woke up, Lum's voice was gone. Although, Aziraphale reminded himself, 
Lump had just undergone surgery. Maybe he had needed time to rest. The first few days went by in an intensely painful, delirious blur. Crowley was there, and although Xerophil didn't feel up to talking to him, all that mattered was that he'd come to see him, just as he'd promised. Most importantly, Xerophil had successfully made it through her surgery, and apparently everything had gone well. It was over, and now all he had to do was recover, and then maybe he could actually take some of Lump's advice. Stop putting things off. Stop hiding away in his bookshop, and actually get out there and live his life. It would be quite a while before any of that was possible, but the thought of the future that lay before him filled him with hope. The pleasant flutter of anticipation spread through his chest, a nice change from the bone-deep pain that the medication he was on only took the edge off. When the time came for him to be discharged from the hospital, Crowley hugged him and they said goodbye, and Aziraphale was actually able to think back with some fondness and amusement to Lump's attempts to encourage him to demonstrate his interest in the outrageously attractive nurse. It had clearly just been his mind's way of coping with the stress of the situation, distracting him from the fear of his impending surgery. There was a part of Aziraphale that was tempted to say something now, even without Lump's cheerleading, as Crowley gently ran his hand up and down over the back as he held him. He didn't, though, after all. That would hardly be proper. But he would be leaving the hospital with some very fond memories of the very lovely nurse who had helped see him through his heart surgery. Crowley really was very, very lovely. Maybe Aziraphale would see him again sometime. Maybe indeed. Three months later, Aziraphale had been following a graded exercise program since his surgery, but none of the prescribed activities got his heart racing the way it did when he stepped out from behind one of the bookshelves one day and saw Crowley standing there, glancing around at the cluttered bookshop with a smile on his face. Aziraphale had thought he'd looked incredible in his crops, and, in fairness, he had. But it was nothing compared to how he looked now, dressed all in black with jeans that fit even more tightly than his crops had, a pair of sunglasses perched on top of his hat. His v-neck shirt gave Aziraphale a tantalizing glimpse of chest hair, and Aziraphale licked his lips, his mouth suddenly feeling a little dry. Crowley! Crowley immediately turned towards him, his smile broadening, his whole face seeming to light up. Aziraphale's stomach swooped. Aziraphale, hi! Wow, you look great! How have you been doing? Oh, uh, very well, actually. Thank you. I'm very happy to hear it. It's great to see you. You too. It's really lovely to see you again. Were you, uh, looking for something? Crowley made an unintelligible, dismissive sort of noise and shrugged. You said you ran a bookshop in Soho, so... You're here to see me? Is that all right? I was just thinking about you. I wanted to see how you were getting on after your surgery. Oh, that's very kind of you. I'm fine, thank you. It was difficult at first, but... Uh... As you have here trailed off, not really sure how much detail to go into, 
the sight of Crowley making it difficult to form a coherent sentence besides. He couldn't believe he was here, that he'd actually come out of his way just to see how he was getting on. I'm glad you're doing well. You really do look great. Amazing, actually. Thank you. So do you. <laughs> Aziraphale said stupidly. Crowley was saying he looked well after his surgery. Not anything more than that. Thank you. Bit better than my scrubs, eh? <laughs> I thought you looked very lovely in your scrubs, too, but... Uh... Aziraphale winced, feeling the blood rush to his cheeks. At least he hadn't said he looked lush. So, uh, why are you here? Do you check up on all of your patients? You stopped being my patient the minute you walked out of the hospital. Crowley drawled, stepping closer to him. This is purely social. Ah, all right. That okay? Uh, yes, yes, of course. Why wouldn't it be? Good Lord, I need to calm down. Uh, would you like some tea? Sure, that'd be great, thanks. They ended up sitting on the sofa together, drinking tea from a fancy floral pot insulated by a tartan tea cosy. After a few minutes, Aziraphale decided it would be best to close the shop for a little while, to which Crowley said he was pleased to have provided him with a reason to prevent customers from being able to come in and buy his books. Right, he'd mentioned that little eccentricity of his. Crowley had remembered. Crowley was lovely. When Aziraphale came back from locking the door and switching the sign to closed, he sat back down beside Crowley, a little closer this time. Crowley smiled and chuckled up to reduce the distance between them even more. This is great. I've thought about you a lot, you know. Crowley said softly, their arms brushing together. Oh? Yeah, you intrigued me. <laughs> oh, were you trying to deduce whether or not I was insane? I was rather anxious about the surgery, you see, and... Crowley laughed and nudged him gently. No, of course I didn't think you were insane. I just really enjoyed getting to know you, and you made me laugh, in a good way, I mean. I missed talking to you after you were discharged. I couldn't stop thinking about you. Aziraphale's heart started beating faster. At least he wasn't hooked up to a heart monitor anymore, although he was pretty sure Crowley would still be able to tell. I've thought about you a lot, too. Yeah? Yes. That was an incredibly scary time, and you really helped me to get through it. Is that all it was? Crowley asked softly, placing his teacup down and giving Aziraphale his full attention. Oh, he has such lovely eyes. Will I? <laughs> Aziraphale let out a breathy, nervous laugh, almost wishing Lump's voice would manifest in his mind to point out that Crowley was giving him an opening, encouraging him to go for it, to tell him... Tell him, tell him. I was very attracted to you. I, I, I mean, I am very attracted to you. I'm very attracted to you, too. Crowley tenderly stroked the back of his hand over Aziraphale's cheek and leaned in close. Aziraphale stopped breathing. May I kiss you? Yes. I mean, yes, please. Please do. Crowley grinned and rested his hand lightly on Aziraphale's nape as he closed the distance between them, 
their lips brushing together softly, almost tentatively at first. Aziraphale eagerly kissed him back, a satisfied moan escaping from the back of his throat as Crowley began to kiss him more insistently. This is happening! Oh my god, this is actually happening! Where are you when I need you, you ridiculous Welsh bastard? Aziraphale's thoughts were promptly cut off as Crowley probed his tongue at the seam of his mouth, seeking entrance, one hand resting on Aziraphale's thigh, while the other found its way into his hair, fingers entangling in the short strands at his neck. What followed was even better than anything Aziraphale's imagination had managed to come up with while he'd been fantasizing in the hospital. They quickly relocated to the bedroom, hurriedly divesting each other of their clothing on the way. Crowley turned out to be extraordinarily flexible, and he could do remarkable things with his tongue, a fact that Aziraphale had the immense satisfaction of discovering over and over again. Not a single inch of him left unexplored by Crowley's extremely talented mouth. Crowley absolutely worshipped his body, bringing him to states of pleasure that would have been beyond Lump's wildest dreams. When Aziraphale demonstrated his own skills with his tongue, the way Crowley responded, tightly gripping his hair and crying out with pleasure, made him feel more alive than he could ever remember feeling before. Several hours later, Aziraphale was curled up at Crowley's side, exhausted, sated, and outrageously happy. His arm was draped over Crowley's chest, rising and falling with each of his rhythmic breaths, a huge, uncontrollable smile on his face. Aziraphale inhaled deeply, snuggling up a little closer to Crowley, and letting his eyes flutter closed. The blanket settled around him, and the room fell silent for a moment, until a proud, distinctly, but still inexplicably, Welch voice penetrated the silence. I'm a fucking genius, I am. The end.